This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shirts for the Scene. Head over to thepopcoproject.com and you can purchase your favorite band tee. We are raising money for the local artist in northeastern Pennsylvania whose income was drastically affected by COVID-19 since the world shut down all the way back in March of last year. Hard to believe we've been going through this for almost a year now, but that's why this fundraiser is so important. Artists and musicians' income has been next to nothing. And by buying a t-shirt on the online store, your purchase will directly have an impact as the proceeds go to the band whose shirt you are buying. There are over 100 bands, artists, and venues to choose from, but the store will be closing at the end of March. So go to thepopgoproject.com and purchase your shirt today. That's thepopgoproject.com and click the link for Shirts for the Scene. And Shirts for the Scene is made possible by Axel Rad Screen Printing in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Visit them online at axelradarmy.com. My guest today was the graphic designer at The Weekender from 2004 to 2006. For those of you who don't know, The Weekender back in the day was the Bible when it came to arts and entertainment in northeastern Pennsylvania. He served as much more than just a graphic designer, though. He was a sounding board for many of us in the office, and to me, he felt like an older brother. From office shenanigans to St. Patrick's Day parties, we cover his time at The Weekender and what he's up to today. I know for a fact that I was devastated when he told me he was leaving The Weekender, and this is the first time we've talked for more than five minutes in the last 15 years. Welcome to the show, Damian Pick. Pick, what's up, brother? What's going on, Johnny? How you been, dude? It's been way, way, way too long. Yeah, forever. Man, yeah. It's, I, uh, I think I might. I think I might have run into you like you know, like once or twice. I know I passed by your house the one time, and you were on the, you were on your way to something up the arena, and you were frazzled. You didn't have sunscreen or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Some sort, some sort of a promotion. You were all dressed up nice and everything, but I believe it was going to be outside. So yeah, you were looking yeah. for your sunscreen. You had to run back. To, you had to double back. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. That's too. Yeah, that was because I mean I lived next to you for. Well, not next to you, but uh, close enough to say we were. We can we can be called neighbors. Um, yeah, right, right up the road. Yeah, for walk. six years. And I saw you maybe driving once or twice. That's it. Yeah. I was going past your house on my nine bot that day that I saw you. I was on my way to, uh, I was on my way to uh, Nucleus. I was going to get like a juice, like a juice or something like that. And I was on my nine bot. I was passing by. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what's up, man? It's been, like I said, it's been far too long since we've actually had a conversation like we're going to have tonight. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Damien Pick was the graphic designer at The Weekender. This is one of the Weekender Files uh, series that I've been doing. I want to say like two years. Two years, yep. Yeah, like 04 to 06. 04 to 06. I started, I started uh, at the Times Leader. Uh, 2000, 2003, not sure, not sure the month, but then the job opened up at... Um, well, the opportunity for the job opened up at the weekender and it was 
I believe it was uh, July 04. Yeah, because I was an so. intern from, I want to say, I don't know. Did you start at the weekend or when I was an intern? Uh, yeah, I mean, you must have. I believe so. But I don't remember. I you believe as, so. Yeah. Do I? No, I must. Have, I must have run into you because I remember I was an intern in 04 that summer, and then I remember um, I want to say October or November ish of that same year. I ran into you in the parking lot of the, one of the Geisinger. hospitals. Yeah, because you were you were having a baby. Yep. Not you, your wife. Yeah. 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 So I definitely would have been the end. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been the been the uh, beginning of October. Yeah. I got the call. I was actually I was actually at the weekender, and um, I was I was in the office, and I got the call. So I mean, like we knew each other enough to have like that interaction because you were like running this way and I was running this way at that time. Yeah. You uh, want to talk about being frazzled. That's, I remember I saw you and you looked like you didn't know where you were oh, going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's, oh, funny. Yeah. That's funny. So yeah. So you were, uh, so you started at the times leader. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. I was in the, um, the classified um, automotive ad section. I was there for I was there for a year, working with Mikey G over there. Mikey G. Yep. Now, before we get too far into this, are you having a beer? Yes, I am. Of something, we have to have a drink. It's the weekender files, and we spend a lot of time having having beers and stuff like that during the weekender. So here, cheers. Couple of them. Cheers. Yeah. So the job opens up at the weekender. Was that a place you wanted to be, like you aspired to be, like, or it was just was it terrible in, in the classified section? You had to get out of there. I was, I, I definitely wanted to be over there. You know, I'd see, I, I'd see some of the ad reps coming, uh, coming in and out, and um, you know, once that, once that opened, you know, someone said, someone over there said, like, you, you'd be a perfect fit over there. So that got me a little pumped up about it, and then I had to, I had to put together a little bit of a you know, like a, like a full page spread for like, you know, like a, a deck series or something like that. So that was part, that was part of it. I think that, I think I was like one of five people that actually put in for it and then ended up getting the job. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, I, I started a year later and well, I guess, yeah, a year later. Um, and for me, you were like a big brother for me, man. You were, you know, uh, you had like a, you were like an adult though. Like you were like a serious, like you were married. You had a, a kid at that point. You had a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you were like my older brother, which was awesome for me. I don't know if you knew that or not, but yeah, that's how I, and my, my funny big brother. Oh, it was of, great. It was great. I mean, yeah, yeah. The times we had in the cubicles, you know, that was. I look fondly back on, on all that stuff. You know, you, you only get, you only get one go around with a job like that. You know, like that's not, it was a, it was definitely a special place in a, sp- a special time. Yeah. So you're there for two years. I mean, like, uh, what do you think you brought to the weekender outside of, you know, the, the design capabilities, like, and in your personality, because you're definitely, you're, 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 um, I assume you probably still are like a, a bit of a goof. 
And I, I mean that in the best way. Like, yeah. not, not like, you know, you're, uh, absolutely. you're a, a loser goof. Like you're just like, you're not, you're, 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 you're fun to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. I think I brought that. I think I, uh, you know, elevated the mood a little bit. I was kind of like a, uh, a confessional over in my, over in my cubicle, you know, like the ad reps would come in and, you know, just unload on me pretty much like, Oh, you know, I had to deal with this guy. I had to deal with this, with this ad, and you know, like it was, I think I was, I think I was kind of that for a lot of people there because like, you know, with the ad reps, they were, they were in and out all the time, you know, same with you, you were, you, you were on the road, you were, you know, dealing with the interns and stuff like that. But I was kind of like, like me, me and, you know, like whatever editor was there at the time or, you know, staff writer, like we were kind of like right there and I'd always have the music going, you know, and everyone would just kind of come over, and, you know, sit on the desk and unload on me kind of, you know? <laughs> yeah, they did sit on your desk. I was, just I, a, I was like that ear, you know? Yeah. And you were very yeah. good at it too. Yeah. And you painted that big weekender wall for us. Like, well, we helped paint it, but you like, mapped it all out which i still to this day have no clue how you did it but for those of you listening or watching we had a, yeah. we had a huge wall on the one of the sides of the rooms and we and damien um i don't know how you did it but it, the the weekender logo like went sideways like from the bottom left corner to the top right of the wall uh and that was such a cool piece of that that room which unfortunately is gone now i don't know if you heard that yeah, I heard that. That's a shame. Yeah, we put we put in some time to that. You know, that was like a that was like a big week. That was like a weekend deal. You yeah. know, I think I believe Tiffany mentioned that. You know, like like Alan left on a Friday and came back on a Monday, and it was like, okay, this is here now. You know, <laughs> did it stealth? That happened <laughs> a lot, though. <laughs> well, yeah, this is, this is here now. Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess uh, this is here now. Yep. <laughs> One of my favorite stories with you. Moving. What's that? Oh, I was going to say just like, you, you know, like moving cubicles around. Like uh, just, you know, like something, something brand new. I believe like when uh, uh, Christina was there, she had that big cubicle over in the corner over by where uh, Christie's Christie's uh, office would be. Right. And did you, uh, did you start over there? No, I started start right next to you. No. no, I started and I started next to you. Um, I forget why or how, or did you start or did you start down from me? And then I believe somebody moved out and then, and then you moved right. And then you moved right next to me. And then <laughs> Tiffany moved into your old one because we were kind of away from everybody at that point. I don't remember now. Now that you say it, I, I felt like I was next to you the entire time, yeah. but maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was in the corner for a minute, but I remember because that room had like uh, two sets of six cubicles at one point, and we got rid of the one set and put couches there, and we had that big wall with the Weekender logo, and, and then we just kind of consolidated to the, the one side of the room with the cubicles. But yeah, it was we were cub, cubicle mates, I guess you could say, and um, I... <laughs> My favorite story with you is the the football story with Rachel Pugh. So we have this like blue football, and it was it was like a rubber football, but it was uh, hollow uh, in the inside. 
and Damien and I would something play that they catch. would throw out at like football games. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. that's probably where it came from. Um, one of the pioneers games or some shit like that. Something like that. Yeah, we would we would play catch in the office all the time, um, more than we probably should have. Um, and and maybe you can help me figure this out because I remember like we kept like throwing it into Rachel's office or like you would be in her office and I would throw it to you and you catch it in there. Or, I don't know if we were just throwing it in her office to, at one point to see if like like because we'd like throw it in there and she'd try and get it, but we would always get it before she did. And one time she was hiding behind the door. So when we threw it in there, she grabbed it and kept it for a few days. She was wait she, she was waiting on it. It was like a it was a great defensive move, actually. Yeah. Like that came that came flying in and then she just batted it out and then panic struck because the entire time she was saying if i get my hands on that you think i'm kidding i'm i'm gonna cut it up i'm gonna cut it up into pieces well she knocks it she knocks it down and then like fumble like just dives dives on top of it we dove on her trying to trying to get it you know wrestled her as much as you could wrestle a you know a manager (laughs) and a female you know (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, yeah, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> Came in the next day. And it was, it was on in your pe- chair. It was in pieces on my chair. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't, didn't think, I didn't think she would do it. I know, but it didn't end there. And that's, that's where the best part of the story comes in. Damien, again, I don't know how you did it. I have no idea how you did it. You, and I mean, this thing was probably cut up in between 50 and hundred pieces, small pieces too. I don't know how you did it, but Damien, you glued it back together. All but one piece. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and the best because part was... Because I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah. And the best part was... I, I still... I don't know how you did it. Like, because, like, you had to... I mean, it was contoured. It was it was a football. It was it was curved and everything. Like, yeah. I don't know how you did it. But the best was when, you know, she thought she won. She thought, like, it's over. And I don't know if, like you went in her office and I threw it to you or vice versa. But I remember throwing it or I remember seeing her face, but like, I think it was you, you caught it and you're like, Oh, what's this? (laughs) (laughs) And she would just like, how the fuck is this happening? Yeah. She goes, she's like, you're, you're a psychopath. You're just a psychopath. Yeah. You can't stop her. Yeah. She underestimated, uh, she underestimated my love for puzzles and a punchline. Laugh. That was one of my my favorite memories of uh, of you. Yeah, we'd also like just toss every. It wasn't that time. It wasn't Tuesday because Tuesday you were you were like hardcore, no. like, busy. Maybe Mondays, maybe Wednesdays it was, but Tuesdays it was. I don't believe it was Monday. I don't believe it was Monday or Tuesday, you know, that, but, but it was like a great, it was like a stress. It was like a stress ball pretty much, you know, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a little bit of downtime. Start yep. firing from corner to corner. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun job. And I, I always say, and I think this is what kind of led, led to what, you know, you having to move on with your life. Um, I always say that that's not a place uh, for, Someone who is, you know, A, has a boyfriend or girlfriend, 
B, married, and C, definitely not someone you know who has kids because there was a lot um, required of us. And I see when I say required, that's the wrong word, but like we didn't, you know, just work nine to five together. We would do a lot of after work activities, you know, a lot more of like the sales reps and myself. I mean, because obviously you had a, you had a child at home and, and, and a wife and at that point, like a, a newborn, or maybe a year old, whatever it was. But, um, so it was hard for you to really come out, but, um, it's not, it was not really a place to, to, to work at when you're, you know, at that age, I guess you could say. Absolutely. Yeah. I was married and, uh, we, we've been married, uh, we were married in one. So, and I was, I was doing construction at the time I was working, I was working on the road and I, and for the first year of my marriage, I was, I was on the road. We just weren't see we were seeing each other on the weekend. So, you know, that's when, that's when I just, we decided it was time to figure something else out. You know, that's when I went back to school and, and then got the, and then got the job at the, at the times leader. And then went to a job where like, you know, it's time to start, it's time to start settling down. But I mean, you know, we had to, we had to do what we had to do there, you know, with our nights out and stuff. And everyone was, every, everyone was kind of present there, but like you said, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to rein it in a little bit because of, because of, uh, you know, being married and having the kid at the time. You had responsibilities. So long ago. <laughs> you had responsibilities. And that responsibilities. No yeah. No one's knocking you for that, but it was like, but when you, when you went out, I mean, you, you, you did it like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean the parade, I remember the parade in 2005. I get no. Oh, yeah. I guess it was. We start. We, I mean, we went up in a, in a limo, <clears throat> and yeah. I don't remember if you came back with us in the limo or not. I remember, you, like, we had I believe I, I. Yeah, yeah. I was with uh, we, we we went up in a limo. We went up uh, with uh, Polly. Polly was with us uh, going up, right? I don't. Remember, I believe. Dude. I don't remember. I mean, it, it's getting real foggy. Yeah. So Polly was Polly started with us. We all we all parked our cars over at the office, and we went up in the limo. And uh, he started with the Hennessy shots right off the right always. off the bat, and then we went up to yeah, always. And then we went up. Uh, we did uh, you know, kegs and eggs somewhere at one of the accounts. I'm pretty sure it was. I want to say I want to say Finn McCool. That, that's the way we started the day. I want to okay. say Finn McCool's. For kegs and eggs, I could be wrong. Yeah, but, yeah, and that was before everything. That was su- super early. That was way too early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was nice. So you know, like we we'd go around with our uh, with our shirts, and everyone was kind of like, "Yeah, you know, skip the line, jump right in." Yeah, the benefits, you know. Yeah, but the pay wasn't great, but the the perks were good. <laughs> But I feel yeah, like if it wasn't for the pay, right? Yeah. I feel like but at the end of the day though, when it was time to go home, the, the limo was where it was supposed to be to pick us all up. But you were at the Radisson, I think. I think. I could be wrong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it? my one buddy met us up there and and I believe I got a ride. I, I got a ride back with him. But then I think but then I feel like we met up again down down at Kevin's or something like that, or probably. I don't remember that that night. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't. 
it was the time of my life and I, and I remember a lot, but there's, there's, there's definitely moments that I forget. Yeah. But I remember Paul had a show that night. Probably. We had to get back. We had to get back, back into town because he had to, he had to get his stuff together and he had a, he had a show somewhere in Wilkesbury. Maybe that's where, maybe that's where we all ended up. Probably. Yeah. What year was that? It was six. I'm trying to think it was open. Was was nightcaps open back then? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I I remember the bar, but I don't remember the name of it. It was it, it was at the end of Main Street. It was at the end of North Main, I believe. It had a second level to it. Outsiders. There you go. That's actually South Main Street. Close though. That's South. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Close. A main street. <laughs> it's a main street. And it had two levels. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and didn't you speaking of Panacea and Polly, I think you and I, didn't we do a me, you, Tiffany? Uh I think Rachel was probably there too. We did a bus trip to Philly, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. You were almost late, I feel like. I'm trying to pick you up. What to to getting to the bus? Yeah. Yeah, we were picking. Oh, up, I right? don't remember that, but but that's uh, but that sounds like me. That sounds like something. I'd be holding the whole party up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a good time too. That was for like a battle of the bands or something like that, wasn't it? I forget what it was for. I don't know if it was just a band showcase or battle of bands or what it was, but yeah, and those yeah. were always fun. We did. I don't think you were there, but we did uh, that with Panacea. We think we did like two or three trips with Panacea. We did one with Spit Can. Um, that was at CBGB's in New York. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Let me do one with, um, I think hour after and a couple other guys. Uh, that was also a lot of fun, but yeah, wild stuff. And my, my second favorite memory of you and I, we were, uh, we, we did for Halloween. It was 2005. We did, um, the staff went as was it was it I, I don't know how to say it. It was we went as Sesame Street characters, but we were Sesame Street, yeah. But we, we kind of sexed it up, didn't we? Or no? Yeah. You and I did. Yeah, it was supposed to be like, no, no, like how are we going to? But I mean, like we we had a staff of all, you know, all women and they wanted to do like a sexy Sesame Street yeah. theme. So it's like, well, what, what, what are me and you gonna do? You know, like, <laughs> but we we did the, uh, but yeah, we did the two headed monster or whatever it's called. I forget what the name is. And we had this thing around our neck, and your sign or my sign said boo, and then whatever else, the second part of us had bees. So we, so we were sound, we were we were sounding out the yeah sounding boobies. out the words yeah boobies yeah. We were supposed to have a bunch of them, but I but I think we just kind of stuck with boobies. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's <laughs> yeah, kept it easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And I believe Katie went as like Oscar the Grouch. She was wearing a <laughs> she, she was wearing a trash can that her dad cut up for her or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a lot of fun, man, dude. I mean, I had yeah. I had literally I had the time of my life at, at that at that. Uh, that newspaper. And I feel like that's like the common theme with everyone who worked there uh, up until a certain year. I want to probably say like 2011, 2012 when 
you know, the world changed and the, you know, media consumption changes and ownership changed and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, late, late nineties, early two thousands, even the mid two thousands was like just, uh, uh, just, it was wild. Yeah. I have nothing but uh, fond memories pretty much. I, I mean, like you were saying, you know, like we fought, we played hard and, and we fought like cats and you know, brothers and sisters, but like, I mean, maybe I was just oblivious to the fighting because it was kind of like, I mean, Janelle would come in with something, you know, at like eight o'clock on a Tuesday night and need a change or something like that. And she might get a sideways glance or something like that, but <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of just like what it was, you know? Yeah. And what was it like for you? Like dealing, I mean, the deadlines, obviously, you know, the paper came out every Wednesday and yeah. I, every, Tuesday was always just the, the day of hell. Like, Oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday was rough. You were putting in any, I think I put in 19 hours on a, on a Tuesday the one time, but um, it was anywhere from like 15 to 16 hours. The Monday, the Monday before that, you know, 10 to 10 to 12 hours sometimes. But then the rest of the week, like we would have our staff, we would have our staff meetings and editorial meetings on uh, on Wednesday. So you're just kind of trying to make up the rest of the time with, you know, starting page layout, uh, cover concept, you know, any kind of uh, marketing or, or, or promotion that was coming across the desk or maybe just, you know, creating new ads for new, uh, new businesses coming in. You guys were always getting, you know, good stuff coming in. So, but that was, pre- that was pretty much my week. Yeah. Well, it was good for us too. Like we were, I don't know how your thing worked. I think it was similar to mine, but like we were like hourly employees, I guess you could say. So like, same. So yeah, we were re- required to do 40 hours a week, but like it was always more than that. It seemed like, like off the clock, but like, I would always make sure that, you know, if I was going to be doing a night out on a Wednesday for two hours, you know, that day I was only going to work six hours in the office. Or if you worked the, you know, the 12 hour day on a, a, a Tuesday or a 19 hour day on a Tuesday, like it was pretty, it was pretty uh, easy going the next three days. Cause you kind of just, you know, yeah. nail it in, so to speak. <clears throat> you knew you were coming in for about, an hour to check emails and stuff like that. Thumb through the, uh, you know, a Wednesday I'm talking about. Um, and then like, you know, check edits and, you know, like you guys would be going through the paper. I'd be going through the paper be like, okay, we missed this. We got to get this the next time, you know, and then, uh, our editorial, uh, meeting would, would happen, which when, uh, Joe and Megan were there, like we'd usually do that at Panera. Oh really? So we go up to Panera for about an hour, hour and a half, and then, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that was our spot. And then we come, and then we come back, and then have the have pretty much like the team meeting mm-hmm. with with everybody saying, okay, this is what the issue is, so that you guys could go out and sell it that way, pretty much, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was good stuff to you know like cater to it. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, for me, it was a great first job. It, was, it almost spoiled me to an extent. Um, I'm sure going from, for you going from construction to that atmosphere was uh, a fucking great thing. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Some, it was kind of like the first, like, you know, desk job I ever had. So yeah. Yeah. I remember and to, saying, and to have it there, it was awesome. Yeah. I remember saying like there was, there was, there was times, uh, 
especially the first year where I'd wake up and say, I, I can't believe I get paid to do this. This is, um, it wasn't a lot of money, but, um, you know, I was just out of college. I didn't, I didn't yeah. it was like, I was having a blast. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome. Yeah. But things change. I'll, I'll never forget the day you told me. And I think I was maybe the first to know in the office. It was, I want to say June of 2006, maybe May, uh, that you were leaving. And it would have been May. It would have been May that I probably would have told you because I, I did start my, uh, my new job in, um, in June. Okay. So, but it, it amazes me your recall for dates. It's, uh, I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's I don't like, know how you do it. It's like my useless, it's like the useless knowledge yeah. that I have. And like, it's like, you know, superpower. If right? you had a super, yeah. if you, yeah, if you had <laughs> yes. the, the lamest superpower, uh, you know, what would it be? That's, that's mine. I can remember dates. I knew it was warm out. I knew it was like springtime. And I knew that I went outside after Damien told me and said, fuck, what am I going to do? Cause my biggest fear. So you told me, right. And like, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised at all. Like I was literally, I was legit heartbroken. Um, because you seriously were, you were like, like I'm the oldest brother in my family. So you, for me, you were like a big brother to me. And, uh, I looked up to you a lot and like just the thought of you not being in that cubicle next to me, the thought of us not being able to throw the ball back and forth over the cubicle and, and, and just to goof around like we did, like that was like, it was, it was devastating. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do now? But like, I got it, man. Like you had a great opportunity and I think you're still there to this day. We'll talk about that. But like, I remember you telling me, I think again, I think I was the first to know that you were, you were leaving and you told me and um, I didn't say a word to anybody. That's, that's also one of my things. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, when people tell me secrets, it's, it's, it's safe with me. Um, but you got an opportunity to work for, and I hope I don't get this wrong, but uh, Procter and Gamble. Yeah, correct. Cool. And I, and I got it. I mean, again, you're married, you had, you had a kid and, and you know, you kind of needed that, that, you know, a better, I'm, I'm assuming you probably made more money and, you know, you had more opportunity for growth and advancement and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So it was like, for me, it was like, yeah, I get it. But like, God damn it. What the hell am I going to do? But talk a little bit about that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I feel like we didn't really talk about that. We, we, you know, you said you were leaving you were, where you were going and, you know, before I knew it, you were on your way and, and we really haven't talked since then. That was yeah, a long time ago. It was tough. It would, it was tough at the time. Like, like you said, we were like brother, uh, brothers and sisters there, you know, it's, you know, it was like, it was like leaving a family almost, you know, I remember it was, it was even just tough for me to tell you and tell, you know, Tiffany and everybody that, you know, I'm found, you know, I have this opportunity and I think it's, you know, like with the family, I think it's time to move on and, and it really did, it really did make a change for the better, you know, like all the way throughout. And I'm still there and I'm still there this day, you know, to this day. So yeah, it all, all right? kind of, yeah, 15 years later, Are you doing something completely what? different than, 
What's that? I said, are you running the show now or what? Running the show up there? Yeah. Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. I'm part of a team. So, you know, like we all, we all do it together. Yeah. You know, it's a, it is a good, it is a good place to work, uh, to, to work with. You get on, you get on a good team, you get with a bunch of good guys and, you know, it makes it, makes it a lot easier up there, you know? So just like, just like everywhere else. Yeah. I mean, that's what it, that's what it takes. And that's, that's what's, what's important. So like, what were you, when you started there, you know, 15 years ago, what, what were you doing? Uh, pretty much what I'm doing, um, today. So you, uh, working on a, um, I work in a baby care, the baby care organization and a managed process of a, of a machine that makes, um, makes diapers pretty much. Like I said, something completely different than (laughs) than when we were at the weekender. (laughs) And I mean, I'm assuming you, um, you know, sought that job out or applied for it or whatever the case may be when you, when you did, um, Again, it was completely different than what you were doing at the weekender, but obviously you you saw it as you know a form of you know a future and stability and you know um, absolutely pay structures yeah. and 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 just. But I mean, again, like how did you? I mean, you went from creating you know, graphic designs for advertisements and, and newspapers to you know kind of a production facility, correct? Yeah, correct. So the way they the way they generally do their they they open their um, applications every every so often. So at the time, my um, my cousin my cousin was working up there, and he uh, and he told us that you know we have, you have an opportunity to come up here, and we and we knew through him like how good of an opportunity it was to to make the move. So we just put it we just put everything in motion, and you know kind of saw the way that went, you know, there was a online part and then had an interview and that, and that went very well. So. I mean, did you have like a background for that or did you just like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a smart guy. I'm a hard worker. I'll, I'll no, no, but nobody has a background in what, in what I'm doing right now. You know, <laughs> everyone, everyone kind of comes in brand new and, you know, you learn on the job and, you hope you get with a bunch of good guys that'll want to teach you everything and show you, you know? So, yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, nobody, nobody has anything that's going to lead into that, into that job beforehand. Yeah. That's cool. And I mean, obviously it was the right move. You're you're still there today and obviously you're, 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 you're doing well. So congratulations and, I was, I was, it was, yeah. like I said, it was, it was awful for me to, to see you go, but obviously I'm happy for you and I'm glad you're still there. And, you know, cause I, I knew, I knew when you, when you were talking about it, like you had a vision yeah. for what that future could be. And you know, obviously you're, you're still on track. So. Yeah. But, uh, definitely no, uh, beach, uh, Beach volleyball cubicle, cubicle volleyball <laughs> up there. <laughs> no, no, it's funny. Like, which you were, su- you were surprisingly like, like if if you could have made money off of that, I think, I think you could have possibly went pro. Pro what? Volleyball. Pro cubicle volleyball. Oh. 
<laughs> not pro volleyball. Pro. Well, yeah, pro well, yeah, yeah. Volleyball. That's what I meant. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I forget how it even how it even worked out. Kind of, I guess we just kind of batted it back and forth, right? Just, just organic, you know. Yeah. Just happened to where, just batting it back and forth, and then eventually we came up at rolls. And <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a great time! It's funny because like I never, yeah. you know, it was it was a different world when you know you were there and when I started compared to when <laughs> I left, and I never thought that I'd have like that kind of like atmosphere or that vibe or, or whatever you want to call it again in my life. And I left in 2013 and uh, just recently I started with the company Axelrad screen printing. And I, I, I kind of got that back again. I mean, from a standpoint, like, you know, even like for, for lunches, we all, we all like, it's killing my wallet but we all like get lunch together. You know, we all like, it's like 1030 yeah, yeah. where it's like 1030 and the text goes around and say, yo, where, where's lunch today? Like, what, what are we doing? Where are yeah. we going? Um, but I believe, I, I believe, I believe when I was at the weekender, I probably ate my paycheck while I was there. Yeah. Like I said, I was always, I was always just in the, in the cubicle. I'd get a message being like, where are we going for lunch today? You know? And, It'd be, you know, La Tolteca or, or if, if Katie had her choices, probably like Red Robin or something like that. Yeah. Never, never a cheap lunch. Never, <laughs> never. That's what, we do. that's what happens now at Axelrad. Like we, we all, and we all keep saying we, we got to start like bringing lunch in and just like, we can still hang out and eat lunch together and, 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 and bullshit. But like, I don't know. There's something about, the, the food that's already made for you and you know it's just it's bringing lunch from home kind of it's boring yeah i'm too lazy to put it put together something earlier anyway so well i i it's just easier to grab some i make my wife lunch every day every look morning you. yeah look at you absolutely husband of the year right here keeps me out of the doghouse you know but i do absolutely i wake up i get her lunch ready i get her son ready i walk them to the door and then i get ready i don't know how that happened i don't know how i got roped into that i don't <laughs> i mean when i started doing that i didn't have to work for it anymore like i didn't have to start <laughs> are you pay? are you paying something back or something I don't like know. did you What's do something in the past it's like <laughs> I have no idea how that even started. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't even know how it started. Now that I think about it, I have no idea how it and started. She's probably, and she's probably very quiet about it too. It's like, I don't want to, you know, like disturb this too much and just kind of not mention it. Just let it keep going. Like she's got a good thing going on there. There are days. There are days that she's like, oh, this is for lunch. And I'm like, what? Say it again. <laughs> Did you make it? <laughs> Rocking the boat. Yeah. Well, actually, recently she's been doing like we're we are on a, a Mediterranean diet now. Uh, mm -hmm. So we we typically we plan out more meals and then like she'll make stuff uh, the day prior. So she's actually making it now. I just kind of put it together, you know. But but yeah, yeah. This is my life now. So so you so you're taking it from the refrigerator and putting it in her lunchbox. 
is yes. what you're. Well, now this is, is uh, okay. All re- right. No, no, All hold right. up. Recently, this is now, this is no. Like, it's it's making a lot more sense now. This is this is within the last like four months. Prior to that, I was making sandwiches. Like I was like legit. Okay. Things together and 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 you know sending her on the way like like a kid going to school. But I mean, let's be honest. My wife is way too hot for me, so I, I kind of have to like <laughs> make sure that I I prove my worth. Are you putting? Are you putting little pictures and notes in in her lunchbox the way uh, Tiffany's doing for her daughters? I am not. But how about that? Those are actually really creative. How, oh, I love them. I love them. I look forward to them. I know. It's like a, I didn't realize. I didn't realize she she was that creative and you know that that talented. Did you see the um the the pictures of her kids for Halloween where they were the um the those witches? The hocus the, pocus. Uh, hocus pocus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always wondered, you know, like when that when that third daughter was coming out, like when she found out she was having that third daughter. Yeah. Like what that must have felt like for her. Be like, oh, I yes. cannot wait. Start yes. putting that together. Hocus pocus. <laughs> it's ha- well. She was saying like she didn't want to. She didn't want to like force like costumes like or or no she she wanted to have her kids like have individual costumes but they kept like wanting to do um like joint stuff mm-hmm. she's like well enjoy it now because you know when you don't want to do it we're going to do it and we're going to do hocus pocus <laughs> I, it, it it was funny cuz that that whole back row like that that cubicle row it was, it was Tiffany me and you and i feel like we mm-hmm. were all like really close and um, even to this day, she said you were, you were the, one of the first people that she saw when she moved back into town at church. I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Her, um, you know, we had a CCD, we were doing CCD together. Right. So yes. Well, her, her daughters were her, her daughters are in a lower grade, but, but my daughter was gone, you know, at the same time. And, we all kind of meet in a, in a gymnasium and then she comes walking in. I'm like, Oh, I guess Tiffany's back in town now. So. Yeah. What are you doing here? That was cool. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And then we'd have like the family days where everyone kind of had to, you know, meet in the, meet in the basement and like either she'd come down or like I'd come down and have like the table set up already, you know, like go do our thing together. Yeah. How old your your kid now? Well, I can uh, my son is sixteen. Jesus! Well, I just gave you the number. I know. Well, no, I, <laughs> my, son, I, I, my I could son do the math. Sixteen. I could do the math in my head. Okay. Like I, I, I knew I knew when he was being born. I, we, I, we, I said that in the beginning of this podcast. You know what this? You know what this reminds me of right here? <laughs> you and Amanda were were giving me a ride home the one night from uh, wherever, but it, it could have been only three minutes from, uh, from my house. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, you just take it. He's like, no, you no. Give me your address. I have a new GPS. I want to use it. I'm like, but I could t- like make the left and then you go straight and then nope, nope. What's your address? <laughs> Literally me? like, I don't remember this Literally at all. Literally like a 45, a 45 second ride to my house. You're like, give me your address. I want to use this GPS. I just got a new GPS. 
<laughs> Give me your address. <laughs> yes. I don't remember any of this. Maybe I should. We might have been. It was so, it it was it was so close. It might have been like Carrie's Pub or something like that, where it's like right down the right down the road. Wow how how am I not remembering? Yeah. This? Um, wow. <laughs> it's just weird. Some of the things you remember, I remember that, and I'm and and I gave you his age, and you're like, wait, I want to do the math. Nope. Well, I was mad at myself. I'm like, oh, how old is he? And then meanwhile, a half hour ago, I, I told you the date of the month <laughs> that he was born. It was October 2004. That's right. October 1st, I 2004. I, I can't do the math in my head because I'm stupid. Yeah, <clears throat> that's fine. That's funny. That's fine. Well, he's he, he's 16 now. And my daughter, uh, Mara, is 12. So, he, Wow. I'm, I'm losing track of time. I, I don't know that I knew that the second one came. I don't know, dude. I'm losing my yeah. mind. <laughs> well, that's why you're you. doing this though. That's what exactly. That's, 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 that's part of like, it's, it's two reasons. It's a selfish reason because I wanted to have this documented because I, I, I'm forgetting now. I'm like, my life is full of, um, dinosaur names and blippy and now peppa pig and so all the 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 fun stuff that i had in in my youth is being pushed out Mm -hmm. make way for this this nonsense that my nonsense quote unquote that my kid yeah so it's all the it's all the stuff that really matters right now you know so uh, you know i wanted to have all that other all that other stuff that that was a completely different life we we, we led at one time and yeah. now like now the good stuffs now the good stuffs happening it's the best but I, I mean I wanted to also have just this conversations because we have not again we have not done this in 16 years yeah so I kind of wanted to see where you were what you're doing make sure that you're good I'm I'm here I'm here for you I'm here to I'm here to talk and listen whatever you want to do Actually, um, Christy uh, Greer credits Murphy as being the first, uh, the first weekender baby. So I think I was the first person that actually had a baby while while working at the weekender. Oh, see, I took that as like you guys conceived at Murphy's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, take it from Murphy's. <laughs> I mean, that's what you said. Weekender baby. That mean that's yep. where that's where it happened. No, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely not there. <laughs> How could that happen? She 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 didn't have a uh, badge just like to get into the building. How would that even happen? Who? My wife. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm what talking, about, talking con- about. I'm talking about conceiving at Murphy's. Oh, okay. I thought you meant conceiving at the weekender. Oh no! Since no. he was the first weekender baby. Didn't my son's name is Murphy. Oh, my son's see. name is Murphy. Oh. <laughs> There's a bar in in Swearsville called Murphy's. I know there is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, we're back on track. We're back on track. Okay. All right. Okay. So hit, okay. Hit record now. All right. <laughs> But you could have let her in. Mm. 
It wasn't hard to get in. You just walk down the steps, open the door. I'm not a rule breaker like that. <laughs> I'm not a rule breaker like that. I mean, I was in that building after hours, not doing anything wrong. But like, I remember me and T Stein were were hanging out there with Polly before we went. Uh, we were doing a story. We we're doing a uh, all access. We did we did Panacea all access in. And you may still have been there, maybe not, but in at Corkscrews in Dunmore. We started a column called All, All Access where we had to travel with the bands. Yeah. And I thought that was 2006 that started, right? Yeah, yeah. I was there. I was there at the time. I remember uh, Rachel did um, Rachel did one with Spitcan, I believe. Yeah. Yes. And uh, for those of you listening, I have an interview with uh, Nick Duvall from Spitcan if you want to go back in the archives and listen to that one. Oh, nice. <clears throat> she also did one of Scott Van Fossen and Fighting Zero. Conveniently. Is that right? Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably kill me for that one. <laughs> Are you going to be talking to her? Yeah, man. I told you. Like, I wanted yeah. to kind of save her for last because, like, so <clears throat> the weekender, and, and you're, you're kind of you're kind of guilty of this and not on, I'm sure it's not on purpose, but like the weekend was always kind of seen as like the stepping stone, this, this stepping stone. And this kind of like, just, um, you know, part of the journey, uh, you know, or whatever you want to call it. Um, like a holding pattern before they're, they actually like started their lives for real, like got a real job and did real things. So people there for a year, people there for, I mean, Leslie, Leslie was there for eight or nine months, which I, you know, I I know that if I counted up the months, but like, it didn't feel like she was there for only nine months. It felt like she was there longer, but a lot of people used it as a stepping stone. They were there for a year. They were there for two years. They got sales experience. They got this experience or whatever it might be. And they would go on their way. But for, you know, me and Rachel and, Obviously, Mikey G. Um, there were a few of us that were there for quite a quite a long time. And I was there for, if you include my internship, I was there for nine years. Um, so I wanted to save her for last, but um, I feel like I got to talk to her soon because, like, I'm sure she has great stories that need to be shared. She's probably got story. She's probably got story after story, especially probably, dealing she has with stories. Um, she has stories that she can't tell. Stuff. She's, she's got stories that she can't even tell. I know that for a fact. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she was. You're gonna have to do a. You have to do a different podcast, like a like a private podcast or something like that to get those stories out. I'll just have to like meet her in person. Which, who wants to do that these days? COVID. <laughs> can't meet people in person. Stupid COVID. Yeah, I mean, yeah. was was your life affected? I mean, obviously you're in manufacturing, so like, I'm assuming that um, the 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 band must play, the show must go on. Absolutely, absolutely. So I I I believe my uh, my job got got on it right away. You know, they did a they've been doing really good up there, but I've been I've been working the entire time. Very, you know. 
blessed to be doing that to be to to be working during uh, during all this but i mean other than you know you know going out for dinner going to see a movie or something like that but we've been trying to do our part and hunkering down you know but other than that like i've been able to i've been able to work all through it that's good yeah it's a it's a scary time i mean i i i always say i never thought we'd be living through a pandemic and you know for a full year and and still even past that i don't think anybody ever thought that you know two weeks throughout history it's like yeah two weeks flatten the curve (laughs) no big deal yeah yeah my favorite we are where we are and i feel i feel like we'll 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 be turning the corner pretty soon and i mean not necessarily getting back to like 100 percent normal but I feel like we're moving in a, in the right direction at this point. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, um, the world has to, and yeah, I mean, you have kids. I mean, how, how has that been, uh, for you with, like with kids who were in school? Well, they've been doing, uh, well, they had to do the uh, hybrid where they were doing, uh, well, we were completely online at, at one time. And then we moved to, uh, a hybrid situation where they were, they were doing half of it, you know, on a Google classroom and then going and then going half the time, which is kind of like where we're at, where we're at right now. So like, for instance, my son will, he'll do uh, online Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then do in class on uh, Thursdays and Fridays. But my daughter had uh, every kid has the option to go, full-time if they want to. So she's going, she's going five days a week. And, and then after Easter and then after Easter, everyone's going to be going five days a week. Right. What well, I mean, how did you guys work? But it's been, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a struggle. Yeah. You know, like, like, uh, you know, it's not for, it's not for everybody, you know, like there's definitely kids that have to be, you know, in the, in the classroom, you know, that they need that one-on-one, you know, like my son's been, my son's been doing well with it and he's been taking, uh, he's been taking AP classes. So he's, you know, online. Oh, that's good. Like every kid's, every kid's different, every kid's different. And, uh, it's, you know, doing what we have to do kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, my wife and I were talking the other day. They, the CDC says you, you can go from six feet uh, to three feet now, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and let's let's think about. And I'm not I'm not politicizing this in any way. I, I'm this is just common sense talking, um, and this is just kind of like for fun here. They say three feet. Now, if I was closer than three feet to you. That would be pretty close. I'd be invading your personal space at that point. So I don't, I don't understand why oh, we even. Pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you have basically you have this three foot like circumference around you, like this bubble, uh, this, yeah. this, uh, this line that you don't cross. So it's just, it's just kind of you're, interesting. Now. You're basically saying like no one should ever be three feet from each from another person. Yeah, you should like, never be closer than that. Yeah, ever. you have like your your little hula hoop. Yeah, exactly. Kinda. 
Exactly. But yeah, it just, yeah. it's, it, I mean, it's obviously everyone's learning and they're adapting as, as you know, more information is available and, you know, we kind of get through this and in you know, the safest way possible. But I just thought it was, it was interesting and funny kind of like, like, okay, like we can go to, from six feet to three feet. And it's at that point, it's like, well, why do we have to define three feet? Like we can probably just be like, we can go back to normal because no one really should be closer than three feet next to you. Cause that's weird with a mask though with a mask yeah i mean i'm vaccinated like uh i i am considered obese for anyone who uh thinks that you know there's loopholes you can get i i i according to my bmi i am considered obese so that follows under the that falls under the guidelines and i said all right well that's all those lunches at axelrad <laughs> Why well, I joke? I say, uh, well, I got my first one before I even joined the team, but I I joke uh, and say that I have been preparing for this pandemic for the past five years. I knew it was coming, and I thought, you know what, it's going to come. And in order to get vaccinated, I need to be fat, so I'm going to eat like shit and drink beer. And here we are. I'm obese. You were you were shredded down at one time, weren't you? weren't you doing uh weren't you doing kick uh, like a uh, boxing or something like that? It's really funny you should mention that, Damien. Yes, I was in the best shape of my life in 2013, and maybe things happen for a reason. And I'll tell you why. <clears throat> so that was eight years ago. Got in the <clears throat> best shape of my life. I did. I did. Uh, world-class boxing in Kingston. And it wasn't just like boxing. I didn't go and get my, my face punched in. I just, I went, we did boxing routines on the heavy bags and we also did like cardio. We also did some light, uh, weight, uh, weight stuff as well. And I did that for 20 weeks and I got in the best shape of my life. I think I, I almost had a six pack. I was down to 176. I started at 199. And I got cut up, but it also sucked because in addition to working out every single day, five days a week, I also weighed my food. I also washed everything I ate. I I drank one day a week and it was only two drinks and they were vodka drinks. It was a miserable existence. My wife Mm -hmm. kept saying at the time she was my fiance. No. She was my girlfriend. She kept saying, this isn't, this isn't sustainable, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't care. They're paying me to do this. I'm going to do it. And I did it. I fulfilled my obligation of the program. But again, yeah, it's not. it was not sustainable. Like, I got off of it and, you know, I, maybe I didn't go back immediately as far as, like, eating, like, shit or drinking. It, 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 it progressed over time. But, yeah, it was just, it's just... That that's a lifestyle. I mean, that's a that's a real. Oh, absolutely. Thing. But I mean, why? What? It's funny because just today's today's Wednesday. Recorded this on a Wednesday, Monday of this week. My trainer and owner of world class boxing, Sean Diggs, calls Axelrad screen printing. I see it on the caller ID. I see it say Sean Diggs. I answer it. 
I said, you know, Axelrad, this is John. He's like, hey, I'm looking to make, I'm get, look, looking for shirts and blah, blah, blah. And I, he's like, I have a gym. And I said, oh, what gym do you have? He says, uh, world-class boxing in Kingston. And I said, yeah, we're not going to print for that trash gym. We're not going to do that. And he just like got quiet. And he goes, oh, really? And like, so here's me. I'm, I'm he, was like, probably, he was probably trying to figure a way to reach through the phone to pull you through it at that point. <laughs> so, yeah. So he had no idea it was me, right? And um, I had to feel him out to find out. I'm like, I, this has to be him. There's no other Sean Diggs in, in the Valley. Uh, but, so that's why I asked what Jimmy was. And, um, but then I'm like, shit, like if he doesn't know it's me, cause he just kind of, kind of went silent and he goes, Oh yeah, really? And I'm like, Hey, I don't want him to hang up on me because I don't, you know, I don't have a way to get a hold of him. I, I have a cell phone, but I didn't know if it was the same number. Um, so I had to like give up my, give up the whole, you know, prank early. And, uh, I, he's go, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. I said, but it's pop go. He's like, holy shit. I had no idea you were there. What's going on? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So like we're, we're doing, we're going to do shirts for him. And I'm like, maybe I should get back into that. So it's just funny that you brought that up and that. Happened. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a whole lifestyle change. You know, like you're saying with like weighing out your food and stuff, it's, it's not for the lighthearted it's fucking miserable. It's, it's, yeah, absolute miserable thing. Like, so I don't know how food is for you. Food for me, uh, and I think maybe because of my lifestyle for the past, I don't know how many years, but like lunch for me has been like my only place of silence, so to speak. When I was working radio, like they gave you an hour lunch, which I'm like, that's stupid. I don't want an hour lunch, but they made you work from 830 to 530. So I'm like, if you're going to give me an hour lunch and I can't leave a half hour early, if I take a half hour lunch, I'm going to take an hour lunch. So I'd sit there and I, and I would just, I would go for lunch and I would enjoy my food. So it just, it was one of those things where like, it's like, it was at the time, my only hour of the day that was like for me, <laughs> there was yeah. no, 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 no work, no wife, no kid, no nothing. It was just me and my food. Uh, yeah so maybe i've developed some kind of like unhealthy relationship with food i believe i'm there too it's just so good like like sometimes sometimes yeah sometimes you just can't drive past burger king without grabbing a cheeseburger you know it's just it's 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 easy you know it's it's not like yeah you make that food before like the day before it's like it's heated up it's not the fucking same it's garbage. Yeah. You can taste it. The best I the best I ever did was was I tried to do like a pescatarian. Okay. So, you know, I'm only eating I'm only eating pretty much like ve- vegetables and fish, and you can't necessarily like just pick up fish anywhere, you know. It's right. Kind of kind of keeps you away from those places. Mediterranean's like that, though, I believe. Yeah, that's what we've been on. And uh yeah, it's a lot of fish. A lot of white meat so you can do pork you can do chicken but it's like yeah primarily fish and 
a lot of the same seasonings and olives. I mean, it's good. I mean, the, the food's good. I mean, it, I, I'll give it that, but it's just like, it's not Burger King. And I, I've, <laughs> I, so I did a review for McDonald's and their new crispy chicken sandwich. It was good, right? I'll tell you what, it worked, man. You sent me right out there to grab one. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. All right. So I had a, I had a bunch of people. Congra- con- congratulations, because I'm sure that that, 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 was the, uh, that was the whole idea. Yeah, exactly. I, I had a bunch of people. I had, I had uh, Joe Caviston called me out on, on social media, said like, oh, I have to give it a number, blah, blah, blah. So that was a lot of fun. We, we, we had fun with it. But like, so then I had people come at me and say like, dude, like, you're wrong. You, you got to try gotta try Popeyes and I've been I've been like the the uh it was number eight for a long time I think it might be number 10 now this is not this is not doing well for me speaking about this at Wendy's I was the Asiago spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's I love that sandwich it was hands down for me the best sandwich that I've had then I had uh Chick-fil-a also very good then I had the one from McDonald's, very good also. But they're like, oh, you got to try Popeye's. So I'm like, how much better could it possibly be? So I go, holy shit, dude. Right. Have you had a spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye's? Absolutely. Holy Absolutely. shit, dude. That was the best sandwich I've ever had. That's, yeah. I'll tell McDonald's. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to you got to do the uh, you got to do the review with all three of them or all four of them. You know, take a bite out of this one, take a bite out of that one. I should. Like, I was wondering. I was wondering. Did you try? Did, did you try that Popeyes yet? Before, when you did that before McDonald's? When you did no. when you did the McDonald's? No. No, I no? had not. I had, you had not, no idea. I had. I didn't. I'm probably going to Popeyes tomorrow. <laughs> now. I didn't. I had no idea. I went. I went days later, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Now, thankfully, the, the local ownership of McDonald's probably won't watch this or listen to it. But, um, but my my love for McDonald's will does not change. I, I said in my review that, especially that location I went to was the one on the, the San Suey Parkway in Hanover. My grandmother and I used to go there um, after church on Sundays. So that that McDonald's McDonald's in general and that location specifically has like a special place in my heart because uh my grandmother's no longer here and it was a, a lot of fun uh remembering you know her and, and going there with her after church on Sundays. Build their memories through burgers. That's exactly what they want you to do. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> but Popeyes, dude. Yeah, Popeyes was ooh. oh yeah. I ha- I haven't had it since. I've been uh I've been holding back. Maybe maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. I can't eat meat on Friday. My wife will kill me. Tomorrow tomorrow's Popeyes. And then the gym on Saturday, right? And then the gym on Saturday. For those of you listening, I'm winking at <laughs> Damien right now. <clears throat> yes, the gym on Saturday. Well, I told yep. Sean, I'm like, yo, let's 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 and there's guys at the office that are, are also like, not we're not we're not overweight. And I I mean I don't feel like I'm obese. I don't think I look obese, but like I could definitely afford to lose some weight. Um, 
there's a few of us at the opposite. Like, we're like hey, we'll, we'll we'll go do do the boxing stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm in the same boat though. I I got uh, both of my um both of my vaccinations. Same thing. Yeah. You know. Obese. Obese. Obese brothers. Yeah. yeah What's right? up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it was, you say, so been getting ready for it. So people have said to me like, "Oh, oh, you got it because your wife works at Geisinger," and then people are like, "You know what? For whatever," I'm like, "No, like that's not how it works." Like, I, I, I had to like, I had a doctor's appointment like three days prior to like when they when they changed the, you know, who can get it the the first round, and <clears throat> my wife is a pharmacist. She believes in vaccines and medicine and, and science, and um. I remember I said to her after my, my appointment that I'm like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, everything mm-hmm. went great. My, my blood pressure is great. Everything is good. Uh, but I am, by the way, obese. So I hope you enjoy being with an obese man. And um, I guess that stuck with her like a week later because she said, wait, what was your BMI again? And I said what it was. And she's like, okay, well, you qualify for the vaccine. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. Why, 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 why do I – why do I qualify? She's because uh, I'm fat, and she's like, "Well, yeah." And I said, "Oh, great. Okay, well, sign me up." But yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, there. my buddy told me he, my buddy told me he got the first round of the uh, vaccine. I said, "Did you tell him? I, did you tell him you were fat?" Because that's what I said. I was fat. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all fat. I mean, obese is obese is a little. Uh, little disturbing i mean I, I don't again i don't think you're obese i mean that beard is pretty sweet absolutely yeah oh thanks that brother beard Same, is sweet. right back at you now mine's not right that back sweet. at you mine's uh, that's 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 a that's a solid beard you got there yeah i just got it taken care of uh yesterday it looks like at, it. Uh, loyalty oh yeah in scranton Loy- Loy- loyalty up in scranton yeah who do you go to kirsten oh Okay. Kirsten. Is it Kirsten or Kristen? Oh, this is only my second time with her. I feel bad now. <laughs> it might be Kristen. She won't be mad at you. It anymore. might be Kristen? Oh, okay. Kristen. Yeah. Uh, so, until I, I go think... back and then she cuts it half, half of it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she might. I'm going to tell What's her. What's my name? What, what are, What's what my name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She used to be a bartender. She might still be um, at the V spot. And, um, she started working there maybe like two years ago. I'm trying to find her now. It, it could be Kirsten. I think it's Kristen, but whatever. But I, almost, yeah, I told her, I told her I had the podcast with, uh, with you. She's like, Oh, we love Johnny. She's doing, you know, she said we bought the, bought the t-shirts, Popco project. And really, yeah, she had nothing but yeah. Yeah. She, she had nothing but good things to say. Nothing but good things. Where's yours at? My shirt? Yeah, where's yours? Oh, I believe it's it's on its way. <laughs> checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. The checks in the mail. <laughs> oh fuck. That's funny. <laughs> so what else is new? I mean, I mean like you you've you've you're you're you got your career, wife, kids. I mean, what, what's what's on the horizon for Damien Pick? Just waiting for all this stuff to get over with, so we could 
get back to normal. Like right before, right before COVID hit in uh, November, uh, the family did a trip to uh, Italy, which is absolutely, absolutely amazing. You know, we talk about it to this day, just, you know, wanting to go back. Funny thing is, is that Italy was never on our radar and, you know, now it's kind of like got a little spot in our heart and that's where everything kind of broke out in December and, you know. All right. So you, so in 2019, you went to Italy? 2019. Okay. And then that kind of started. 2019 went to Italy and then like, and then everything started happening in uh, December. Yeah. You know, working its way. Yeah. Everywhere. Pretty much. But yeah, Italy was uh was it cool Italy there? was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh definitely see us definitely see us going back. Yeah. I'm not the uh the world traveler. Um I, I wish I was more, especially when I was younger. And I mean there's there's still time once hopefully things get back to normal, but um that that sounds I mean I've heard great things obviously and Italy, Ireland, like the that's awesome. Yeah. Ireland's on the ma- Ireland's on our radar too. So, I mean, it's always been, I actually thought I'd probably go to Ireland before we went to Italy, but, uh, but a deal popped up and we just couldn't pass it up in November. It's kind of yeah. like the off season. See, I'm kind of like a beach guy. I mean, I had the body for it. So I'm like, why should I, uh, deprive people of this body by like not going to a beach? So I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a big beach guy, right? I have super tan skin. Uh, my body is, the physique is phenomenal. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, so that's why I hit the beach. I mean, I, I can't. I, can't well, I mean, you could always go. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like fine art in Italy. You could always go and, you know, possibly model for somebody. I'm sure, sure you they'd probably, they'd probably pick you right off the street, yeah. right off the street. You know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> But all, in, all seriousness, <laughs> uh, my, my, when we go on vacation, well, when we used to, even before our child, because like we haven't, we, we tried to, to do a lot with him, but it's a lot of family stuff. It's a, it's a lot of like, um, you know, just the, the normal family stuff. Right. But before that, you know, we didn't, we didn't do much outside. We, you know, we, <clears throat> the, the biggest trips were like Bahamas and shit like that, just cause like we like the beach. But, yeah. Uh, like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, Italy and that stuff is just like kind of a little scary for me. At this stage of the game. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't something that we would have probably done. Well, no, I'm well, saying well, like, your son pre COVID, like how like, old is your son? He's just three. Oh uh, yeah. 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 But, but uh, your son's three years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying even before, even before my son, would be, before COVID, that would be quite. Oh, even before all that, you wouldn't even. It just wasn't on my radar. Like I just, I feel like it just like intimidated. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Like I said, it wasn't on ours either. But yeah. um, but this deal popped up, and we flew in, we flew into Milan. Um, from Milan, it's a, a three-hour drive to where we were staying in in uh, Montecatini, which is like the Tuscany area. And um, just every day, just visiting, you know, someplace new. Like we got to see the Colosseum. Um, you know, got 
Let's see the statue of David. Just, you know, just kind of trolling around there. Can I pause here for it's one moment? beautiful. It, sure. One second. All right. Hopefully we're back. Are you there? Back at it. All right, good. Yeah, 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 I'm here. Good. <laughs> yeah, to pee. Sorry. Pee I tried to make, I tried to stay still kind of like, like kind of like it was like stop animation. I tried to stay still. Yeah. Yeah. Like we froze. I probably didn't do it. I probably didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came back and your face was turned the other way. I'll tell you what, that's, <laughs> it's getting warm out. Thankfully. I came home today and uh, yeah, no heat. The furnace would not turn on. Uh, that's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Th- so thankfully that's it's, the worst, you know, it's this time of year and not uh, the dead of winter, but yeah. So we bought a new house back in August of last year and um, beautiful house. And I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but like, it's like, there's all these things that are just like nickel and diamond us to death. Like, and it's a new it's, it's it's only 17 years old um but yeah it's just like it's always something with this fucking house yeah it is it's it's never ending when i start when i started at the weekender i was uh we bought our house as like a handyman helper so tore it down to the studs and pretty much built it built it all back up and a couple and it's always been you know just one what one more thing here one more thing there like we fit we, we finished our uh we finished our basement a couple of years ago that's where i'm at right now and um you know this last this last uh summer you know everyone was everyone kind of had the bug to start doing home projects and uh we put in a patio out back a paver well working on putting the paver patio with the retaining wall and the nice you know, pergola, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it never ends. And it, it doesn't matter how new your house is. There's always something, something you got to do with it. Well, you know, (laughs) so we, we bought a house, uh, August of last year, like I said. And so we, we came in we viewed the house the woman was was still living there at the time. So like so she was obviously wasn't there, but so we we came in, looked at the house, like this is love it. Everything we want. So it was um the day of closing. We're, we're moving our stuff in. She had this huge like entertainment uh center along the, the one wall. And we walk in the day of closing, all of her stuff's out. She painted around the fucking entertainment center. And it's this huge wall. It was this huge entertainment system. Mm-hmm. And then in the corner, another another wall. It was like a small like bookshelf type thing, also painted around. And I was pissed. I'm like, I wanted to paint this room anyways. But you took my mm-hmm. my timeline from like I'll get to it in like the next month to now I have to do this right now. I can't invite people over my house and say yes, this is our new house with this fucking painted around fucking uh, entertainment center. 
And it was just it was just one thing after the next with this lady. And she like she yeah. had this beautiful home, but she just didn't take care of it. Like it just like yeah. I had to I had to replace I, I'm not and I'm not a handyman. I'm like the furthest thing from being a handyman. So one yeah. thing this house has done for me, which I'm thankful for, but also pissed off about. I've been able to learn how to do things on my own. I replaced faucets, which I almost threw up doing because, yeah, I said the house is 17 years old. She probably had not like cleaned anything in 17 years. Mm -hmm. Those pipes were probably 17 years of gook. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So I mean, so but I did that on my own. I replaced two different faucets. I replaced um, several other things. I, we painted every room in this house except for the basement where I'm in now, and two bedrooms upstairs. No, three bedrooms upstairs. But outside that, everything was redone. Um, but again, it just it just expedited my timeline because. I can't invite people to the living room. If it was a bedroom, fine. I don't care. Like I'll I'll get to that. But the main the main room in the home, and it's outlined in different paint. But when we first got when we first bought the house and we got in here, we were going through seeing like all the things we were going to have to do, which we pretty much knew it was going to be, uh, you know, like tear all the walls down, just leave the studs up and you know, get in there and get all new stuff up in. So in the kitchen, there was a window with a, like a pull blind, just a regular, like a Venetian blind. So we pulled the blind up. And when you look out the window, you saw the backside of the siding. Like they just sided over. They just sided over the window, (laughs) over the window. Yeah. And And that's the way they hit it. They just put, they just, they just put a blind. Yes, yes. The, the entire whole window. thing. Why would they do that? Yes. It's, why would that woman just paint around her entertainment center? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, for <laughs> for me, it's like if she was divorced, so yeah. I could see her not being able to move it. But she had two kids that probably could have helped her. But that just seems like bizarre. For, like, that's like an interior thing. Like if I'm paying someone yeah. to, well, if I did, maybe she did, they did it themselves. Like maybe that, maybe that was her intention. She just didn't want that window there anymore, but I mean, didn't try to frame it out or like reinstallate it or anything like that. She just, they just sighted right over the right over the window. Okay. It's kind of comical. Yeah it's, yeah. it's funny how people, I just don't get it, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> but even, even but yeah, it's, it's always something like this. Uh, this uh, patio in the backyard was just going to start out with just the, you know a couple pavers. So we started going a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper, and then leveling it out, and then you know full full retaining wall around it, and and then uh you know everything's open so one of my wife's friends come over and they're like you know you know it'd be nice out here a pergola yeah so i'm throwing in a pergola this weekend i guess you know <laughs> thanks for the word but all that stuff's done i'm, I'm just waiting i'm just waiting for good weather right now to 
to button everything up out there. So it only took you what, sixteen years? Yeah, yeah, to get to the pergola. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you knew going That's in, like, okay, this is this is this is the house. Or yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do work to it. I, I'm I'm uncovering things I didn't. I, yeah. A, I'm not handy enough to yeah. take, take care of, and, and B, it's like this is not what I wanted. Yeah. But. And then uh, we'll we'll revisit this, you know, in uh, ten years and see what project you're working on at that time. It probably it won't be a, sure it's going to be something. It won't be the something that I'm working on per se. It'll be, it'll be something that I'm paying someone to fix because I can't do it myself. I'm a fucking idiot. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, the furnace is like. Yeah. It's something's wrong with the furnace. Like it's, uh, I, I can't even remember what 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 it, they said it was. It's not a big deal, but like I don't have the part to fix myself. Uh, so I gotta pay someone to come. That's what YouTube's there for. So I, I did that. I, I I so so I I became proficient in using Google because before I was like. So, so to preface this, we, we, we bought a house that's bigger than what we had. Um, and with that comes a bigger mortgage, right? So the, the joy of like, oh yeah, I just pay someone to fix it is like, that's not an option anymore. Like I, and, and I'm not, I'm not handy. I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot, but now it's at least like, I'll, I'll at least Google it to see if I could like figure it out because I don't want to pay someone a hundred dollars to walk in the door. I did that and it's like this, I, I don't know if it's like a, it's a ignition switch or it's a heat plate or something like that. It's not a, it's not a piece that I carry. <laughs> I don't have it on the inventory shelf in my, <laughs> in my basement, nor do like yeah. the, the, the plumbers sure? themselves. Check, check twice. Yeah. The, the plumbers themselves, <laughs> the plumbers themselves <laughs> actually have to say, Hey, um, send me the uh, model and, and, number and all that kind of stuff to make sure we have it in stock before we get there. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I, I did what I could. At least I, I, I figured out the problem. I, I know what it is. I just can't do it myself at this point. But I also paid $250 to have a guy come and vacuum my uh, gas fireplaces. You want to hear the story? It makes sense. I don't know how to do it. Well, no one wants to hear the story, but I'm telling you, this is this is real, like <laughs> real problems in the world. Like, so so what I'm saying is, I like, yeah, I get it. These these are not problems that I should be complaining about. But bought the house in August. We have a gas fireplace upstairs in the living room. We have a gas fireplace where I am downstairs in the basement. And uh, so upstairs, turn that one on, runs for like 10 minutes. Once it gets hot enough, the blower starts going and it starts rattling really loud. And I'm an idiot and I'm like, the blower sounds like the fan that blows the hot air. It's It sounds like the fan, like one of the, the fans are uh, broken or, or, or something. So I call up somebody. Again, I'm like, I'm not going to touch it because I don't know what's going on. Knowing me, I will break this and ruin it further. So call up the, the place five minutes down the road. Hey, fireplace, 
thing is to blow her, yada, yada, yada. Then they try telling me, like, oh, we need to know the make, model, uh, all this kind of stuff before we even come see it. And I said, well, I don't know, you know, all of that. I said, I, I know what the name on the side of the, the, the fireplace says, but that's about it. Okay, we'll get back to you. They don't get back to me. So I called two days later. They say, oh, yeah, we're working on it. We'll be in touch. So three months goes, no, sorry. Six months goes by. The guy calls me back. Hey, we saw you guys inquired about this, that, the other thing. Want to see how we can help. I said, well, we're coming up in the season where I don't need the fireplace anymore. But if you want to come look at it, come look at it. The blower's shot or whatever's wrong with it. All right, we'll be by Wednesday. They come by. So the guy comes in. And he's slow walking me. I tell him, it's the blower. Something's wrong with the, the fan on the blower. Again, I'm an idiot. I don't know that for sure, but like, heart of hearts. And this is exactly what he wants to hear from you. And I, I don't say <laughs> anything, but I'm like, it's... it's like, he's probably thinking, well, if you know, hey, hey, if you know, why don't you take care of it yourself? <laughs> I, I don't say I don't know anything. I just say like, hey, it's... I think the blower's shot or something's wrong with it because... Yeah, turn it on. It heats up. The blower starts going, and it gets loud. And it sounds like a, like a, a broken part of the fan. So he's coming. In. He comes in, and he, he's like, <laughs> so he's grabbing the wood out of the fireplace, like all real slow. And he's like, oh, you see all these rocks that are around here? There should be more what? here. I'll take this out and I'll vacuum those out and, and make sure this is nice. He goes, do we need to paint the uh, the inside of this like this fireplace area? Uh, it might smell if you start the fire up and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, I don't want you to do any of that. I want you to, I want you to fix the blower. Well, I gotta, I gotta, you know, do this and before I turn it on and let it get heated up, I gotta make sure I do these things because if I don't do that stuff and it's too hot, I can't get in there. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Right. It makes sense. You can't, if, if you heat it up, you can't be sticking your hands in there. I get that. Okay. So he clean. He's so he's vac. He brings his shop back in. He's vacuuming the the whole thing out. He's pulling the pieces of wood out, whole nine yards. Then puts it all back together. And he goes, you know, I felt the blower in the back. He goes, it was kind of like settled up against the back wall. And that can happen. Like the, the things can move. Maybe that'll help. Puts it all back together. Turns it on. And it's like. It, I can, I can hear the little ting of the, the, the broken fan. That's what I think it is. Anyways. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, it has to be louder than that, right? And I'm like, yeah, it, it was. And it'll get there. Just give it a minute. So we sit around, wait, 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 wait. And sure as shit, starts getting real loud. So we shut it down. Eventually, so he goes, he puts his hand in the back, grabs the blower, is able to pull the blower out. And he's like, He's trying to dust the, the 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 dust on the fan or the blower off at this point, and I'm like, I can see like there's so it's, it's like it's like a rectangular piece. There's a fan on both sides, so he's atten- he's attending this this fan, and I'm like looking at this fan. This fan has like a broken like blade. I'm like, I think that fan has a broken blade. It's probably what it is. So we turn it on when when it's outside of the the, the fireplace. And mm-hmm. it's like it's like warped. The whole fan is like warped. I'm like, I, 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 I'm like, I fucking told you, dude. I'm like, I told you 
it was a fucking fan of the blower from the fucking beginning. And you're now I didn't say all of this that I'm saying right now because like yeah. I've had a few beers and 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 you know I'm I'm a respectable human being <laughs> for the most part. So I'm like, God damn it. So we so we figure out, okay, it's the fucking blower. All right, well, all right. So when I get back to the office, I'll let you know what the price is for the blower. So let's go downstairs. So the downstairs fireplace, you turn it on. 30 seconds after you turn it on, it, it sets off the, the fire alarms in the entire house. So I was like, well, is it the fire alarms or is it the CO2? I'm like, listen, guy, I have CO2 detectors on the wall down here. I've got them on the first floor. I got them on the second floor. It's not the CO2. These are just fire. They're, they're just smoke detectors. Okay. So he, so he turns around. They go off immediately. He's like, well, you know, maybe you just have to, to burn off whatever's on the the, the, the stove. He calls it stove. And I'm like, okay. Well, um, sure. How long do you think? He's like, uh, you know, 30 minutes. This is all while I should be at work. I said to my boss, hey, I have to run home, unlock the door for the guy. He'll be in there for a half hour. I'll be right back. So yeah, we'll have to burn it off. So I open up all the, the, the windows and doors down the basement, turn on the fucking fire, smoke alarm. It's going off the entire time. It's fucking blaring in my ear. I want to kill myself. And half hour goes by. It's like, well, so he comes downstairs. Like, there's a haze in the downstairs area. So something's burning off. It's not, it's not gas. It's something, something's burning off. I don't know. I don't know what, what it is. He's like, well, we can do it for another 15 minutes to a, to a half hour. I'm like, guy, I have to go back to work. I don't have time to be fucking with you on this fucking, this, this unit here. So he gives me a bill. It's $250, three hours of work, work. He leaves. Calls back. Got a price for you on the blower. Guess how much the blower costs. Couple hundred. Two hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm like, guy, I'm already in this for two hundred and fifty, and you haven't done anything for me yet. You came in with your fucking vacuum cleaner, and you vacuumed the shit off. I'm like, I don't. I, I, I said, I know you were here for that long. I know what you were doing. I told you what it was. You fucking pussyfooted around. Well, I don't want to tell you. It's going to cost you $220 for the blower. And it's going to cost another 50 bucks to come by and fucking put it in for you. So here I am. Fireplaces. I can't yeah, what, yeah. When you start buying parts for uh, appliances or anything like that, and you realize, well, should I buy this part or should I just buy a brand new appliance? Well, I mean, the, the fireplace has to cost more than two hundred twenty dollars. But yeah, absolutely. But have you ever brought my stove? The yeah, the the uh, control panel on my stove went, and I was shocked at that price. Yeah, right away. Absolutely shocked. Buy a new one. Yeah. Have you? But ever... I was able to. But I was able to to replace that. But if it ever goes again, I'm gonna have to buy a new stove. Have you ever broken? the glass dish in a microwave. No. If you do, fucking buy a new microwave. (laughs) 
that fucking glass, that 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 thing that sits on the fucking thing yeah. turns. That glass piece, I think, is fifty dollars. No kidding. Yep. So yeah. I had to because, like, uh, with the house that was near you uh, in Pringle area um, that was mounted above the stove, so it wasn't like a just a, a microwave on a counter. You like just it, take it off and throw a new one on. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just like throw it away. Like it was, it was yeah. mounted on. It, it matched. Like the the microwave was the same brand as the stove, the same brand as the uh, dishwasher, same brand as the uh, refrigerator. All same brand, all same color. So it wasn't like, like I can't just throw it away. I had to buy this freaking glass tray. I think it was fifty bucks just for the glass tray. They get you coming and going, right? Every time, every time, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I feel, like, I feel like an asshole now talking about like all these problems I have in, in my beautiful home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm humble, I am, I appreciate the things I have. My wife's way too hot for me, my son is a great child, and my life is good. I, I don't want to make, yeah, you, yeah. Like, you met your wife at the uh, you met your wife when you were at the weekender, right. I did. She was model of the week. Yeah. I had a couple when you took over, week. when you took over uh, marketing, you did something a little different with the, with model of the week. Didn't you? Um, and I, it, it, was it like the model search model searches or something? So like that, no, or? that was actually, so Christina actually did the model searches. Okay. I did away with them. So yeah, for, for me, so it may have been a good thing and a bad thing for, for the model of the week. So I I wanted to bring um, kind of like, how, how do I put this? Like, uh, like not anyone could be model of the week. Like, because when you had model searches, we like, I feel like, and I was part of them as, as an intern, like you would go out, you would like, just like, hey, you model of the week? They'd be like, yeah, sure. And it's like, click. All right, uh, go on your way. I want it to be more exclusive. I want it to be more like, if you're model of the week, it's like, it's something. So I, I mm-hmm. really, I kind of pulled it back. And I, so I started bringing the girls and, and guys. This is not just a, a sex thing. It was it was guys and girls, both uh, model and man of the week. And brought them into the office where we would shoot them uh, against like a, a, a white wall or a white backdrop. I don't, I don't know if you were still there at that point or if that was after you, but um, I feel like you were still part. Of, I feel like you started that before you left. I was still there. Yeah. You, yeah, you, I was you, still you there. do cutouts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I wanted, I wanted to bring them in like, and I kind of like sought them out. Like it wasn't just like, Oh, you see me at a bar say, Hey, you want to be model of the week? Click, take a picture. And yeah, you're model of the week. I wanted to make it more exclusive and just kind of more classy in that, like, hey, if you're model of the week, it's not it's not a joke. Like, you were either picked or you were sought out. Like, people, so, someone came up to you and, and said, hey, let's 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 do this. Um, and that was my goal behind that was just to kind of make it more of a, a high end thing, I guess you could say. But yeah, so that, I think I it was you realize. I don't think I don't think you realize how much of an innovator you were, though, because like we kind of you, you kind of had a database there, you know, like like we were 
it seemed like a model was kind of like, oh, we got to get somebody this week, you know, like, like, do we have a model? But you kind of had like a whole database to pull from. It's like, we're going to do this one this week. We're going to do this one this week. But you had like maybe about 20 to 25, like ready to go. Well, I had to be a creep on which, Facebook and social media. Which you found your wife this way. I mean, like, like you were, you were like way ahead of the curve there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you created like a. You created your own little app to. Uh, I created my little like rolodex of of women. Like a like a little wife finder. <laughs> wife finder. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, she was she was a model of the week in 2006, right? And. Um, I don't know if it was, it was before, when you were still there and she was like, I think she was at a model search. So she, she may have been model of the week when you were still there, but so she was, she showed up at the model year party in 06 was not 21 yet. So she couldn't like partake in the, the, the fun festivities. Her boyfriend at the time went down to club evolution or no, not club. Um, the stream side it went down with his buddies and were drinking. So this motherfucker left her by herself. And we, she was like standing in the lobby of the woodlands and me and the, the guy that replaced you, Steve Houston saw her and we're like, yo, are you, are you cool? Cause you just like, she was like beautiful girl by herself. Like, just like not just kind of like sad. Like she was upset, you know? And, um, She's like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, my boyfriend's downstairs, yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking to myself, douche. <laughs> Fucking douche. That was 06. So then she was a model of the week again in 2007. No. Yeah, it must have been seven. I forget how, I forget what, what happened, but I met her again. And I forget exactly how how it played out. Shit. Maybe we get seven and she came to the party in 07. I forget. But I remember saying, oh, yeah, you can now, you, can, you know, you're going to be 21. You can hang out and, and party. It'd be cool. Um, I think she broke up with her boyfriend to, towards the end of 07. And then her and I started dating in 08, like spring of 08. I forget how it worked out. But yeah, I mean, there were a couple of girls. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm an innovator, but like, no, I just wanted to make it more exclusive. And it's more like, okay, like not anybody can be model of the week. I, I wanted to be like, and then like we had interns too. So it's like, you know, Hey, like if you have girlfriends that are pretty, like if you have guy friends that are good looking, like get them, like let's make this like a legit model and man of the week. Not like, you know, cause there was a time where like, you know, they would literally be taken out at the woodlands, even the picture. And they'd be like, like yeah. hey, look how I look right now drunk you know <laughs> and like it's like it's, it becomes like kind of a joke but then it became it became a, and I thought that would be more like people would respect it more and say okay well the, the model and man of the week aren't a joke it's done well it looks good and all that kind of shit and that people would want to be more involved in it <clears throat> and that's not really how it worked either and then that um, model and man of the uh, year party that that year, I don't know if you remember, but it was like a uh, a red carpet 
we made it like a red carpet event where yeah. where like the I'm walking up with the with the backdrop, and we had Jim Jim Gavinas shooting um like shooting actual pictures, and then me over on me over on the side with my with my uh digital camera with no film in it or anything like that, just another flash, you know, just yeah. kind of like trying to make paparazzi type deal. Like we made it, we made it fun like that, you know. We're like over here, over here, you know, yelling their names and stuff like that. It was yeah, it was a yeah. good time. I remember you, we took, we did a, a the, the concert for Katrina um, at the staircase in Pittston, the, the, not the old staircase in Pittston, the, the new staircase in Pittston, which is now uh, advanced arms. I believe it is. Uh, we did a big benefit there with breaking Benjamin and you were there, you were taking photos of that event. And I think I still might have some of those photos in a box somewhere. Like actual, uh, actual film photos. Like actual, yeah, like actual four by six photos. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were, I remember you being there for that. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember being, uh, being like right up front, taking, uh, taking pictures and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> you were there. I I remember that very well. I remember, yeah. I remember I could I could picture you in my head walking through the crowd and like kind of like hey, I'll see you later. I take pictures now and go and I would just I just entered that was 05 uh that Katrina happened and I think we did that in September or October of that year. And um we did a lot of good too at the weekender. It was like it was such a it was such a a force of, of fun and a force for good too like people think we just kind of like, you know, lack of a better term, jerked off all day. Like, I mean, we, we did a lot of great things there. It was it, like a lot of benefits and a lot of um, just good, positive things for, you know, the local band scene and just, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was just great. It was, a, it was a great, great, great thing. I wish, I wish there was a way to get something like that back. And I don't think that there is, because of social media and things like that. But that would be, that would be so tough. I, I look back at some old issues and we'd have uh, you know, like the page count was just absolutely ridiculous. And I think maybe like the last weekend I looked at it, it was, it was almost like a pamphlet, you know? Yep. But like you said, with uh, social media, everyone's able to just throw on like, yeah, we got going, we got this going on, you know, like tonight. And yeah. I just couldn't imagine uh, the, the, the amount of money we actually made for the. Uh, yeah. And the, the budget that they gave us for to, to do fun stuff is just yeah. what a shame. And, and I think had they treated that, that product properly, um, and then there's even a time in the in the, the the lifespan of that where they wanted us to move to a more more of a digital like okay so here's the weekender print publication but like check out the weekender.com for online exclusives great idea right it's like oh like well, are you gonna give us tools to create online content well no 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 use that fucking oh the thirty five millimeter fucking camera that you had like use that for the online content it's like 
one that's soaked in beer and it's been dropped about 60 times. That's not, like, not going to work, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, we had great ideas. We, we, we started a thing called Weekend Recessions that was uh, a great op- like a great thing for, you know, it was an online component and that that's it lived online and that could have been an exclusive thing and drove traffic to the website and blah, blah. But they just didn't want to, that was a shoestring budget. We, we utilized an intern who was working for free. We utilized a, a guy in the company that was like working at Times Leader who would like just donate his time just because he liked doing it. And it's just like, you can't, you can't keep doing that. But hey, that's why uh, you no longer print or uh, have a website to really utilize either. So, what are you gonna do? That's true. That's very true. Like I said, you know, like maybe the last week under I saw might have been, you know, a handful of pages, and I just just think of all the all the hard work we put into you know, some of those, some of those page counts, I did, I believe like 96, 96 you know, it's not, yeah. Some there, was, of, there, was, there was one publication. Um, and Rachel remember this. I don't know what it was, but like we had a sales initiative and we, and we reached it and, and pushed past it. And we actually had to add pages to the weekender. So 96 was the max um, amount of pages it can be. And we had to, I think it added, add i think 12 more i forget what it was but we it was, it was sales and it, you know driven but um yeah it was over 100 pages which was like you know the biggest weekender in weekender history I was a part of yeah. it which was really neat i remember i i don't remember a 100 page or so you weren't there for that yeah yeah but i was not i was not there for that i just think back like to the uh, reader's choice or you know like uh you were there for many 96s for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But just like what it was, what it went to, it was, you know, it's kind of disheartening, but, uh, but uh, like at the time, like, like uh, I'm at a different stage in my life. Like I, I, I knew the weekender before I was at the weekender Yeah. and then like ender, like, you know, not necessarily, you know, going there for, for, uh, what I was there, you know, earlier yeah. for still going to look for like stuff like that, you know, but not necessarily like who's going to be where, and, which is great for this area. Like you look at that course live, that course live, like it was a, it was five columns and maybe like, I don't know, like nine point print sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Everyone talks about that course live section. And always, that was, that was like, that was such a always something to do every night. Yeah. But that was like, it was like people would turn into, they they turn the back page to the the model. They look at the man to make fun of them. And they would turn a course live. The three highest viewed pages of the weekend. Right. And granted we had had sponsors for man. We had sponsors for model and we actually had sponsors. We, 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 of course, course light sponsored course live. So thankfully we took advantage of those, those pages, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it was, uh, speaking of a uh, man, of, man of the week. Um, I have a little trivia for you. Hmm. Okay. Who would be on, it, it would be, it would be on the cover 
who who was the only person who got back to back covers while I was there. Back to back, and it has has to do with man of the week. And I didn't realize that until I was coming through some old issues. Back to back, man. Wait, so back to back meaning like like week to week? It would have been back to back cover. They were on the cover, right? Back to back. But they were. But the reason why was like part part of the reason why was because they were man of the week. It's gotta be Polly. Absolutely. He was so was, Paul. Paul Young. Yeah, he won his head on the um, platter, right? Exactly, exactly. He won Man of the Year. So, so it seemed the uh, the two years I was there, like it would it would be in October, right. and we would do some like horror background to it. I believe the I believe the year before that we we had the model of the year, like take a picture with somebody from one of the uh, you know like a horror hall or something like that. But the year of Polly, we had the model holding a uh, a platter with his head cut off on the platter. Right. And then the following week, Panacea was on the was on the cover. What, what do I win? What do I win? Bragging rights. <laughs> Useless memory. Useless memory. Yeah. Bragging rights. God damn. It. I break. Uh, I'd bring you a reward, but it's COVID. I, you know, can't do that face to face. Do you go to work? Do I go to work? Yeah. 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 You wear a mask? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm vaccinated, so there's no excuse now. You can, you can come to my house. You can come to my house, wear you a mask, win. bring that prize. You win this empty beer bottle. That's oh, terrible. No, that's good, though. <laughs> All right. Real quick. I know you have work tomorrow. Favorite weekender memory, and I'll let you go. Uh, there were so many of them. There were so many of them. I mean, I really can't. I was thinking about that, you know, like, like where can I, where, where can I, uh, you know, like nail one down? But I mean, just, you know, hanging out, hanging out at the uh, cubicles with everybody and, you know, going to lunches and stuff like that. So just, some of the, some of the covers, you know, I absolutely, you know, just love being a part of it. Love being a part of like the creative process. And, you know, I think like, I think it might just be the whole experience as a whole. And we had, we had dodgeball. We had, we had our, uh, our horrible team, you know, <laughs> the only yeah. thing, only shining moment from that softball team was probably Janelle's arm from third base. <laughs> right? A rocket. Yeah. She had a good you arm. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> played and she a bad too. She wasn't she, she wasn't afraid of like taking minors. Like that oh. just I wasn't I was like shocked. <laughs> I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. But yes, hands down, like like you 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 brought it up. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And I believe uh, Rachel, like a shortstop. Am I wrong there? Uh, I feel like I feel like she's like a like a mid outfielder, like area ish. Yeah. But yeah, we, I mean, we had a good time. We had, we had a good team too. Like me, you, Carlo, um, 
you know, Janelle, you mentioned, like we, we actually had a decent uh, group of uh, individuals. We were playing, we were playing teams that have been together for uh, like softball teams that have probably been together like five, six years, had everything dialed in. And we were like, I think Carrie's will sponsor us this year if we want, <laughs> if we want in. So it's like, all right. I guess we have a softball team this year. Was that Terry's? It was Carrie's pub. Carrie's pub. Yeah. What was that place on? I, I dude, I fucking love going to Carrie's pub after the games. After, yeah. Oh my god. That's why we were in it. There was a pizza place on Pierce Street. It's now a nail salon. What was that? We'll probably need T Stein to tell us that. Yeah, yeah. I remember we we'd go there. We'd go there like on Wednesdays and shit like that. Yeah. Fuck. She no, I I cannot remember a pizza place on Pear Street. I can't remember either. It was great. It was a good pizza place. Yeah. Again, I I just oh, missed. I do know. I do. Yeah, I cannot remember the name of it because they had a great chicken cheese steak. Sure. Sure. Right on the corner. Yes. I do. I could see it. I could see the place. I I cannot think of the. It's a nail salon now. She'd know. She'd, She'd know. know. God damn yeah. it. God damn it. God damn it. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, hey, man, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to walk through uh, memory lane with me. Yeah, I'm so happy to uh, catch up with you, you know, a couple, couple beers, but me uh, down the road, maybe we could all get together and that's that's the goal of this whole thing. I want to when we when I first started this, like, oh, we should do like a whole like Zoom gathering. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, like it's it's hard enough to talk to one person without talking over them. And it's not even on purpose. Like it's just it's just a lag in, in internet and all that kind of stuff. Like it'd be it'd be cool to do that. Everyone on the screen and we could all like kinda kinda collaborate and and, and uh you know talk and but it would be way more fun to uh, actually get into a bar. Maybe it's hops, maybe it's river grill, you know, um, I would love to, uh, to organize that for all of us. Um, I don't um, think that I'm the most important piece of the weekender by any means, but I feel like I might, um, especially now with doing this, I might be the, uh, the, the centerpiece of the puzzle, so to speak. Yep. You were Johnny Weekender. Don't say you were. Don't say you weren't the most important. You were Johnny Weekender at the time. I was not the most important by any means, but I was Johnny Weekender. You're right. And uh, yeah, man, I just I, I if I could if I could help bring people together, like especially the staff, because like I, outside of a couple of people on that staff, like I genuinely love all of you, and even those, you know, two three people that I don't care for to this day. I mean, they're pieces of shit in my mind, but they're not pieces of shit to you. <laughs> they, can well, still come. We, they can still come hang out. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not here to like, it's not a party in high school where you say you can't come in. It's, you know, you're a piece of shit. You know, you are, and that's fine. If you want to come to the party, that's fine too. 
Well, when you get to when we get to that bar and we're sitting top tier of hops, and you get in my ear, you see, and you're like, you see that guy over by the jukebox? Piece of shit. Piece of shit. <laughs> Bird bar. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't even give you a hint to who it is, but uh, no, no, yeah. Yeah, I can't like I, I can't think of a way to hint to you because even, even no matter what I did, well, one one you could probably guess, uh, the second you probably wouldn't, but <clears throat> not important. That's not what it's about. That's that's oh, that's, man. that's them. That's it's all them. about the love. It's all about the love. It's all, all about love. the good the good memories. The good memories, absolutely. Which is which is all we ever really had between us. So absolutely. So, so thank you, dude. I appreciate it. I'm so happy that you're, you know, you're continuing to do well. I had no doubt that you, you would, um, please tell your wife that I said, hello. Um, I'm happy your kids are doing well. And, and, uh, you know what, when you get that, uh, outside, um, patio area going, let me know. I'll, I'll pop over, bring the kid. We'll, we'll lip a fire and we'll hang out. You know where I'm at. You know where I'm at. Well, I can't. I can't. I'm like a vampire. I cannot. I cannot cross the line without being invited. So I need to be invited. Yeah. So we're going. We're going. Lost Boys rolls on this. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You invite okay. me. So well, it's it's one of those things where if you invite me, I'll be there because like now, I'm in. in you know, when I was when I was not single, but like with without child, it's like oh yeah, let's, let's hang out. But like I was so busy doing things, but it was, it was for work or just with my wife. Just like we're just like constantly doing shit. Now it's like we're constantly looking for things to do with our son. Like, like oh well, can we can we do this and, and bring our son with us? Because like we can't like we don't want to be invited to parties that aren't kid friendly because now we need a babysitter. Like, if, but if it's, if it's kid friendly, we can hang out, have a, have like you know, a drink or two, and BS. Let's do it. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. We'll stoke up the fire. We'll get everybody over and we'll do that. Hey dude, I seriously, I am. Um, I love those opportunities. Um, I wish I took advantage of those more when, you know, even before I had a kid, but I mean, that's where my life is now. And I will take those offers any day of the week. I hear you. So that was great talking with you though. John. Absolutely, man. You were, you were, you, you were always, like I said, you were, um, like a big brother to me when we were at the weekender. And, uh, I think you will always be that to me in some format. Um, I always think about you when I see you randomly online. I know it's very rare that you're kind of on social media and shit like that, but like when I think about the weekender, I think about you and, um, I remember our time together and I remember, um, just how much I looked up to you and uh, I'm very proud of you and very happy for you and, and uh, I wish nothing but the best for you. I appreciate that and right, so, and right back at you. Thank you, man. I will talk to you soon, hopefully. Hopefully I'll see you sooner than later. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks. All right. Take it easy. All right. See you.